Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Tom and Bach. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachhoven. As we welcome in Chris Bastin, one of my favorite people in the world from the Lincoln Journal Star. Hi, Chris. How are you? Are you there? He's talking. He's calling it, Chris. Oh, right he's now. calling. I, I welcomed him too early. I sometimes do that. I get excited for our guests. Chris. I'm all pumped up for these guests, and I want to talk a little <laughs> Husker Hoops, and I introduce them before they're actually there on the phone line. Um, th- what about this comment from Stern? I want to get your reaction. I'm just so tired of feeling like I could have coached as good, if not better, than, you know, for a million dollars, like these guys are making, multi-millions, uh, than the performance I saw last night. Did you question, quote, coaching at all last night? Um, it depends because I, it's tough because do you have I, – I wanted more bigs in there, right? I did want – And I, I think Edwards maybe could have provided you some length, but without Andre – um, I don't know. I, I'd almost even go to deep down the bench uh, to, to Oleg and just put him in there for a minute just to make the point. Guys, if you're not going to rebound, I, I'll find somebody that can. They had a guy who was 6'2", uh, with eight rebounds. Uh, yeah. yeah. Western Illinois, as we welcome in Chris Bastin of the Lincoln Journal-Star. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good, fellas. How are you doing today? Good. We're pretty good. Uh, where's your panic meter for Husker Hoops, though, right now? Not high, but I felt like that was a... Uh... It felt like kind of a foundation-shaking loss a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, I I thought Fred Hoiberg's tone of voice after the game said a lot. I thought the way they lost that game said a lot. You know, it reminded me so much of the Illinois football game, where there was there was a lot of hype and, and a lot of excitement, and then the team came out and kind of made all the same mistakes we've seen before, right? Can't rebound, didn't move the ball on offense, you know, and, and, and it ended up like it did. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not full blown panic mode right now or anything like that, but I think it's certainly probably a more a more significant season opening result than than a lot of people expected. And what what do you think is as far as the upside here? Obviously, a lot of people don't don't want to you know throw this away, but it's a tough opening season loss. How does this team get better? Obviously, re- rebounding is an easy answer, but. Is that is that a roster problem? Is that an effort problem? Uh, how how are they going to get so much better at rebounding? No, it's it's not a roster problem. Uh, Western Illinois had a six two guy uh, get eight rebounds yeah, last night. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's effort. It is, and, and it's it's toughness, and it's it's not standing and re- standing around and watching the ball and watching the other guys tip it back and forth to each other two or three times and then lay it in. You can't you can't do that. You can't do that against. Western Illinois, you can't do that against Michigan State. You can't do that against Don't. You know, you just you can't do that. It it has to change, and it's been a problem for the last two plus seasons now. Uh, Fred Hoiberg seems to have really really struggled to rebound the ball. So uh, it, the personnel is what it is. Nebraska has the personnel to be able to be a, a decent rebounding team. They're probably not going to be great, but at the end of the day, it's about effort. It's about one two. It's about 
deciding, kind of like Derek Walker said, it's about deciding you're not going to let the other guy just run in there and, and get the ball from you. At some point, Nebraska's players have to make that decision to go do it, and, and Nebraska's coaches have to find a way to get that message across to them. That being said, Chris, Chris Bassett of the Lincoln Journal-Star, when you think of Fred Hoiberg coach teams, you don't necessarily start with rebounding or defense. And we talked to Eric Strickland after the game last night, and he said he wouldn't be shooting in practice today. I mean, there would be no offensive <laughs> drills. It would be all uh, working on rebounding. Do you think that will be something they will emphasize going forward? Well, it has to be. It has to be. You know, a, a lot of what Nebraska did on defense was really good. You know, they held what's around under 40% shooting, held up to a very low percentage from the from the three-point line. They did what they needed to do. They forced a lot of missed shots. But you just you can't allow a team to, <laughs> to rebound half their missed shots. It's, I mean, it's just an, an unfathomable number that Nebraska gave up in that department. You've got to, you know, cut that in half and you win that game by double digits. You know, it's just, it's just, you just shake your head at it because Nebraska, by and large, played pretty good defense. But when it came time to finish off the possessions, they couldn't do it. So, yes, you know, Strick's right. And and Strick's played a lot of ball at at a very high level. He knows it. And, yeah, the only reason there's a ball, there should be a ball out of practice day is for those guys to go grab it off the rim after a missed shot. And I, I think that's a good place to start. How would you evaluate Alonzo Verge, uh, his play last night? Obviously led the team with 26 points, had five of their six assists, uh, and 13 rebounds. Good numbers, but uh, maybe some people feeling that he held the ball a little too much. Yeah, he did. The ball didn't move. Yeah, He wasn't efficient on offense, and he, he did a lot of things to keep Nebraska in the game. I believe all five of his assists came in the second half. Um, so that means he had zero in the first half when Nebraska put itself in position to lose that game to begin with. So, look, we, we know what he can do. We know he can break down guys one-on-one, but he he can't drive into four or five defenders waiting for him at the rim and throw something up and hope it goes in every time. That can't be the offense. He, he was brought here to be the point guard, to keep the ball moving, to run the offense, and he's got to do a better job of that going forward. Uh, Chris Bassett is our guest of the Lincoln Journal Star. That being said, he was the Pac-12 Sixth Man of the Year, and he averaged 14 points a game. And he wasn't a point guard uh, last year at Arizona State. And he's ultra confident with the basketball in his hand, and he, he feels like he can get to the rim almost any time he wants to. And so maybe assists are going to be a constant battle with him. Some nights it's going to be there, and other nights you're just going to have to accept what you get. Yeah, that's probably part of it, and, and that's probably a risk you take if you're recruiting him to come to your program. You know what he is. Uh, he's going to have to learn and grow in this position, and I think the thing that made it so jarring last night was was how well he did in those areas in the exhibition games. And I understand that exhibition games are, are completely different from regular season games, but look, he, he did what Fred Hoiberg asked him to do or wants him to do uh, in those games, and he still got his points, too. So, yeah. you know, it's... Is uh, something something flipped last night? Whether it was mentality, whether it was I need to I need to carry this team. I, I don't know what it was, but something flipped. And and look, that that's going to work some nights. It's not going to work more nights than it's going to work. Yeah. So yeah, he's got to learn and grow. And you and you take those bumps and bruises along the way. But but that's a guy that that you need to be able to to run the offense if this yeah. team's going to be successful. Yep. And and what do you think about the bench performance last night? We we, we talked all offseason about the depth that was that was going to be there for him. Obviously missing a few players, um, but they I mean Western Illinois bench uh, really outperformed Nebraska's. Yeah, um, part of that too goes to the way I think Nebraska played offense too, because a lot of those guys that would normally come off the bench are there to be floor spacers and shoot three pointers, and they can't shoot three pointers if guys are driving into a pile and throwing up a shot at the rim. So that's part of it too. Um, but you know what? You can go in there and rebound. You can go in there and defend. You can go in there and do those type of things. So 
yeah, it's it was uh, for for all we've heard about Duff this year, that that was a disappointing performance. And again, it's something that got, that has to get better. I wrote it last night. I think this team got slapped square in the face last night with a with a pretty hard dose of reality. And, and now you got to go back to the drawing board a little bit. So, yeah, it's it's not just one guy or two guys. It's that whole roster. It's that whole coaching staff up and down that has to take a pretty hard look at things pretty early in the season and figure some things out. Have you started your scouting report on Sam Houston State yet? I have not. No. Okay. Um, right. I, look. They can come in here and win. Western Illinois did it, right? Yeah. And, and so, you know, why Why is there any reason to think that Sam Houston can't come in here and do the same thing if Nebraska doesn't fix its rebounding issues, if Nebraska doesn't fix its effort issues? Look, it, right now, again, it, it's a lot like football. You, you you can't take any game for granted. You can't just assume you're going to show up and because it's Sam Houston State, you're, you're going to win, uh, even though they spell their, their mascot, the Bearcats, with a K instead of a C. You, you, you can't show up yeah. and, and expect to win the game. So, like, it's... It, it, I haven't started my scattering report on Sam Houston State, and I hope Nebraska doesn't either because they've got enough of their own issues they need to fix right now before they can worry about the other guys. How would you compare the frustration you saw from Fred Hoiberg to other times during his tenure here? It was I thought it was about as frustrated as I've seen him after a loss, and I think it's because he truly thinks this team is different than, than the first two teams he had. He knew there would be growing pains those first two years, but I think he really likes this team, and, and I think he really liked what he saw in the offseason, the preseason, and obviously he loved what he saw in the exhibition games. But it, but again, it, it just totally flipped last night. They they didn't play like the team that Fred Hoiberg has seen in these workouts. So, yeah, it was as, as frustrated, and Fred's not a real emotional guy. Um, but but it was as emotional and as, as, as dis- disappointed, as frustrated as, as I've seen him since he's been here. And, and, look, he's been through a lot of disappointing times since he's been here. So that, that probably sends a pretty big message. So, yeah, it's, it's a deal where I think Fred has maybe been a little bit of shock, too, from what he saw last yeah. night. And jumping over to football real quickly, uh, Coach Scott Frost sp- speaking to the media uh, oh, about half an hour ago or just just over the last several minutes. Um, uh, Frost said that Mike Dawson is doing a great job coaching special teams, and he's not sure he'll look for a dedicated special teams coordinator, though it is a possibility. Uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? The, yeah. he, and, and Scott Frost was right. Their, their coverage units have been much better, and, and it's not – It's not. It's, I, I think he worded it well, and he said it's not necessarily special teams, it's specialists. You know, uh, at some point, guys got to go out and make a kick, you know, and guys got to punt it the right way. And so the, the coverage teams have done their job since the Michigan State game, no question about that. Now now you need to, you need to upgrade talent. Upgrade talent at that position. You need to you need to keep upgrading execution at that position. So Scott Frost has bigger things to worry about right now. Considering he has one offensive offensive assistant currently on his staff, he's he's got to get that part of it taken care of first, I think. But look, I, uh, don't be shocked if he finds a full time guy for special teams going forward. I think that's probably pretty hot on the list and something he's going to look pretty seriously at. Chris Bashnett of the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, we do know that four assistants are now gone. Ron Brown will now be the running back coach. Uh, was announced today. Uh, Frank Verducci will be the offensive line coach. Steve Cooper, quarterback coach, and Mike Casano uh, apparently will be coaching wide receivers. That's a lot to ask uh, against some of the coaches in this league that they could win one of the next two. What do you think the chances are? Well, what were the chances with the staff they had before? You know, I think you, you can look at it both ways, right? What, what are the odds dramatically different now that that those four guys aren't here and they've been replaced by these other guys? We know Ron Brown, what kind of coach he is. He's done it for a long time. The other guys are maybe not quite as proven, but at the same time, you know, it's 
Nebraska's got to figure something out. And, and as Scott Frost said, you can't keep doing the same thing and hoping for different results. Yeah. They come at a, at a weird time in the season, a tough time in the season to, to move on from those guys, yes. But does that dramatically change their odds? Whether you're playing Wisconsin, who's got the best defense in the country, or Iowa, who's had your number for, for how many years now? I, I don't know about that. So look, those guys are familiar with the scheme. They're familiar with the players. It was going to be the best Nebraska was going to be able to do in that situation. So you move forward and you hope those guys are able to help help those players find a spark these last two. And, of course, we, we talked the news of the day, but we didn't get to talk to you since last week, and there's been a few things that have changed since yeah. then. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the overall decision uh, to keep Frost around and, uh, and, and you know, lower his, his buyout and all that, the whole decision to, to keep this thing going? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm fine with it. I, I, think, I think Trev Albert said it well when, it, when he said it's loyalty, but it's not blind loyalty. And, and I think Scott Frost said today, sometimes you have to make hard decisions in this business. You can't keep doing the same things and hoping for a different result. So, yeah, look, this this program's hit the reset button too many times over the last 15, 20 years. And it might not be the worst thing in the world to show a little loyalty right now and try and have a little continuity right now and not be, and not be blowing the whole thing up again because that, that hasn't worked the last few times they've done it. So, yeah, obviously time will tell if it's the right decision or not. We'll see. But But I think for now, for the current state of this program, it was the right move. I'm wondering, Chris, and one more question for you before we head out here, but uh, he wants some more of a CEO quality, I think, in Scott Frost. That is Trev Alberts. Uh, and that means an offensive coordinator that probably has the keys to the car, can do what he wants, and, and Trev will be doing other things within the program as far as the details are concerned. How much do you expect the offense to change with a new coordinator? Yeah, I don't know that it'll necessarily change a, a ton, and, and that's something Scott Frost touched on today. You know, I, I think they want to keep the general – the general framework the same. Um, not that doesn't mean they're going to go out and run the exact same scheme they've been run or that Scott Frost has been run since he's been a coach. But uh, I would certainly expect some changes. But I, I don't think it's going to become a deal where Nebraska all of a sudden turns into Navy and, and, run, and, and runs the triple option every play. It's not going to be something really, really dramatic. It's going to have a lot of similarities, I think. Certainly a, a new offensive corner is going to have his own ideas that he wants to bring in and try. And so there will be some changes. But as far as wholesale blow it up, start over again on offense. I don't, I don't know that that's going to be the case. I think a lot of it's probably going to look similar to what, to what yeah. we've seen already. I agree. I, I think that's well put. Uh, good stuff, Chris. Uh, we'll talk to you hopefully with better results maybe next week uh, for <laughs> Nebraska basketball. Uh, when we get you, it'll be Creighton night. No, no actually, we had, we'll have just played Creighton the day before. Yeah, it'll be the, it'll be, it'll be the morning after Creighton, oh, so, so we'll have plenty to talk about. So get week. ready for a lot of happy talk at that point. Uh, Nebraska I would assume we'll, we'll be back on the Sweet 16 bandwagon there you at go. that point. So that, that's right. Fun. We'll be back uh, at that point. Good stuff, uh, Chris. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Let's get to the blog jog uh, with Rico. We'll do that next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.